Blog Talk Radio. It's not to make a hard rock smash. one of us has been putting stuff in our um, 
body for a minute. So we get marinated on some juice, and um, so hopefully we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay with our topic and stay um, focused. And if not, you know, what can I say is what we do. So I'm not sure what a big guy is this evening, um, but we know that you know he might you know pop in any minute. Or this might be one of those days where he has something going on that's keeping him from kicking it with us. Um, but please, please, everybody, stop the press. Because I need to announce that uh, it looks as if, you know, we know Imaja's here because that's my girl, that's what she does. But it looks as if Ron has actually made it to us all the time, actually while us. Intro music was still banging. I think he walked in. So this, I mean, wow. There's some, wow. Impressive, sir. So it's not like we don't have a show. We do. But I'm trying to get through the um, the meat and potatoes of the show today before I engage us all. Cause some people are soft right now. Um, so um, we do have a guest, and I don't want to call uh, his name because he kind of makes it into the studio. And um, I'm trying to avoid bringing the crew in because y'all know once, once they get here, it's different. It's different on the show. So we have um, Prince Landy should be in the building. And I'm going to check one more time for his calling number amongst the numbers here. And nope, those are not his numbers. So I'm still waiting on you before I open the line to anybody else. So, Prince Baby, you want to get in here and shout out your work? We're waiting on you. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Imaj on because I think she can hold it down, and because Imaj is my girl. I just did a guest spot. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, we had a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had a guest, Drika Armstrong, who was doing some big things. She I want to shout her out right quick for. Um, she started a radio show up again. Today was that first uh, show. As well as tomorrow is the premiere of her movie um, that she has uh, produced. So definitely want a big clap on that. And we want to um, go ahead and acknowledge her and, and do a little shout-out. And um, I want to talk to you about this show that I did with her. It, it was really, really interesting. Um, she... Uh, had a special guest on her show, and I got to be um, like um, a co-host. And so I co-hosted with her this afternoon, and Imaj was there for the full ride because, uh, you know, it's my ride or die. And uh, Imaj, did you get anything out of our time on the air? Did you walk away with anything? Valuable? Did I walk away that with like what? A, hey. That sounds like a yay. That sounds like a yay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Um, uh, did I walk away with what? 
did you did you walk away with something valuable after spending that time on the air with us today? Um, you know, we had a special guest. We did some, some conversation about some celebrity. Uh, I just wanted, you know, are you a better person for the time you spent listening to our show today? I don't know if I walked away with anything valuable. <laughs> but <laughs> I walked away with laughter in my heart. It tears in my eyes because my spirit, God, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> my spirit was just so pickled. That show, that whole entire show, had me crying, laughing. Thank you all for <laughs> putting on that show. Okay, well that's what we do. That's that's our thing, and you know we we do what the people need, and we meet the people where they are, and we give them what we got. And I don't know what the hell that meant, but it sounded good as it was coming out. But if I stay stay here with me as we welcome Prince Randy to the show. So um, you get to participate tonight early. Like, you don't have to wait till later. You get to start early. And, Ron, we still love you, but we're going to let you wait, okay? We're going to put you on the burner in the back. So, Prince Randy, are you... Here with us this evening. Yes, I am here. I am in the flesh. I have arrived a little late, but I have still delivered. Okay, and what does that mean? That means that you made a grand entrance. That's what that is. Yes, it is. Rule number one, Beyonce always has taught me to make a grand entrance, and here I am. What's up, everybody? How are y'all doing tonight? We're good. We're good. How about you? I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling ready, and I'm feeling very royal tonight. Oh, shoot. Well, I just want to – we have one prereq we need to check. Do you have your cup? Do you have your glass? Do you have your flask? Do you have the wine? Are you sipping? I have it all, honey. I have the wine. I have the Hennessy. I have a little bit of Patron, you know, having a maybe a little mixture as we get this thing started and get it started right. The wind down oh, show, yeah. let's wind it down. Yeah, I'm okay. not going to catch up. I got to catch up. Wait a minute. Let me go get my wine. I got to catch up a good one. You got to catch up. Go ahead. Catch up, honey. Let me get my little um, glass because let the games begin. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So let me tell I'm you ready. what some, what I what I generally do um, is I generally do some live spots on Facebook during the course of the interview and, and our conversation mm-hmm. so that, you know, anybody that, kind of goes back and checks my page and they get to kind of experience our um, show through the video. So they can hear everything that's being said. They can hear you. They can hear me. And, honey, they're going to get an earful. Yes, indeed. I'm ready. So then I'll let you know that we do stuff in real time on this show. All right. Real, real, real. I love keeping it real. Okay. And, I mean, that's that's how you came to me. You're like, look. I like to keep it real, and I got some stuff I want to yes. And I was like, and okay, I'm feeling this right here. This is pretty good. This is pretty cool. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying? When you're being real with people, they feel connected to you because they're like, okay, I can relate to this. And the thing is, I feel like with me being a young author coming into this 
um, urban lit industry, a lot of people, you know, expect you to just bow down. And it's, oh. it shouldn't be that way because there's a thing about respect. You know, respecting someone who's paved the way and things like that. But let's not try to belittle the new authors because the thing that they do is they confuse some of the younger authors that I talk to. They'll be like, oh, well, I'll try to get my um, manuscripts into this individual and it didn't work out. And, you know, they were possibly rude to me. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll talk with this person and we communicated pretty well. So maybe you should try again or maybe you should try different approaches talking to them. And, you know, some people can be sensitive. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, it's all a respect thing. And it's just mutual respect. Like I understand you may be in a specific spot, you know, you may make a lot of money. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying, understand that just like you came into the game because there were people before you, other people will come into the game too. Why should there be beef in an industry where everyone can make money and we're all, you know, contributing to history itself because we're not in competition with each other. I'm thinking we're in competition with, like, Stephen King, James Patterson, people like that who've been writing books and just dropping them for years. I don't know how many books they have, but they have plenty, and that's the level I'm trying to get. I want to be 75 dropping the classic, like, bam, you thought it was over? No, I'm back again, you know? Right. Okay, so this is why I need to do I need, okay. I need for you to, before we get into, because that's a great philosophy, that's a great way to look at the industry. And definitely, if we stop seeing each other as competition, we might be able to do something as a group, a collective. But before we get to that, exactly. I need for you to make sure that everybody knows who you are, some of your titles, where they can find some of your work. So give us a little bit about you as the author. Alrighty, so I am Prince Landy, straight out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the murder rate is just crazy. But of course, there is lots of drama, which is why I'm able to produce these books that I produce. Now, my first book was Hot Girl, which was under Munisa Publications, but it was currently taken down only because she doesn't publish anymore. Uh, I do plan to re-release that because a lot of people who have read it, they gave me good feedback and they enjoyed it. Um, my upcoming release, which is coming out in June, which will be available on Amazon Kindle, is Dirty DM Secrets. And following that release will be Confessions of a Street Madam. And after that release, it will be Daddy, I'm in Love with a Gangsta. And that's going to be all released in the summer, all on Amazon Kindle. Amazon Kindle. Okay, so these... Um your latest works, are these self-published? Are you with a publishing company? Um, how, are you, how are these it's, put out? It's with a new publishing company, which is known as Dream Writers, Inc. Presents, and it's a very, um, it's a new label, obviously publishing label. Um, my publisher is um, Aisha. She wrote Thirst Trap and Never Trust a Soul and Two Niggas and One Baddie, all under David Weaver. So she's one of David Weaver's authors. Okay. We are familiar with David Weaver in this uh, industry. We know where he is. And he does seem to have a lot of um, 
authors that come out and do their own thing. So that's nice to know that that's a stepping stone. Okay. Yes. Okay, so so give us um, some backstory on some of your work. Like, um, what is your, did you just recently, or do you have one that's about to drop? Yes, Dirty Damn Secrets. That's going to drop this month. That's a very important okay. one. I think everyone okay, can relate to. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's, shall we? <laughs> okay, so social media is very, very popular, obviously, this day and age. And right. Facebook being one. And we've all had our little bit of Facebook drama that we've come across, whether it's discovering that our so-called boyfriend has a girlfriend, um, whether, you know, we found out someone else was pregnant by our husband, maybe. Who knows? You just find oh, out different wow. things. So um, these are... Stuff. I don't have nothing like that yes. on mine. I need to get a new one because mine is Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Then you have Twitter, you you know, people are, you know, they're on one social network like, oh, hey, you know, this is my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And then they're on another social network like, oh, yeah, I'm with this person. You're like, wait a minute, this is so messy because uh-huh. I just saw you on Facebook with this person and you're with someone else. What? Yeah, so, boot up with somebody else on a whole other social media network. Look at that. Oh, yes, honey, but it gets deep. It's not just the part where they're dealing with another person. They're also dealing with the family members. So it's confusing when one finds out about the other because they're like, wait, this can't be true because he was over here with me and he was at my family event. So how was he over there with you? Like, he, oh, well, he has a job. He has No, he doesn't have a job. Yes, he does. He works third, third shift. No, he doesn't. So it's just all this confusion, and then every, no one knows their position. So where Dirty Damn Secret comes into play, I put all of that drama in one, not just one social media website. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then for the men who are with their women, but like men on the side, we have the Jacked website, well, Jacked app. Yeah, it's an app, I think. Yeah, it's an app. It's only an app. And um, they go on there with their down-low profiles and try to find, you know, feminine boys or whatever the case may be, only because they know with dealing with other men, there's not much emotion. So in this book, we touch bases on all of that, like being together and feeling secure, and then all of a sudden finding out, oh, hey, maybe my position isn't as secure as I thought, finding out, you know, baby daddies with men who dress up as women, and just different things like that. My main character in this book, her name is Trinity. She's a makeup artist, because you do come across very talented people in the hood, and Mm -hmm. That's where I base it off of because that's what I'm around every day. Like my neighbor, she's a makeup artist, but we both live in the hood or whatever. But she makes right. decent money and we just happen to live in the hood. So Trinity, she's a around-the-way girl who works at Macy's. And uh, her trifling-ass baby daddy has somebody in the house when she's about to come in. And he tries to hide her, and she ends up finding who it is. But when she asked, what have you been doing today? He lies and said, oh, he's been just laying at home. He hasn't been doing nothing. He hasn't had nobody over. And clearly he has somebody hiding in the closet. 
Oh. So okay. you know how okay. that happens. Okay, so this is um, some of this information that's in your stories actually comes from real life experiences. Not everything is fiction. That is correct. Oh, Mostly wow. everything in this book has happened in real life. Yes. Okay. Real See, life experiences. For some reason, that changes things for a reader, though. Yeah. Readers, listen. Some of this is, or most of it, is stuff that's happening for real. Yes. Oh, very for real. Okay, so are you ready? Will be a, are you prepared for the like the fallout of that? How are you going to have these readers who want to know what happens next? But you're going to have people who are like, he's talking about me. You know, how are you going to do with them? Oh, well, see, well, hi, girl, I dealt with that. And I feel like I handle it pretty well because one thing about me is a lot of people who hang out with me, they say I'm shady, but it's not shade at all. It's just, you know what I'm saying, I call it how I see it. So if you're, you know, fake, you're fake, and that's just what it is. So with me writing about it, that's just me expressing how I feel about you. So it's like, yeah, you know what it is. I've had one person claim they read my book, and they were like, hmm, it was very interesting because I remember a particular situation, and I just told them, I bet you did, and I wrote about it. So that's just what it is. I felt people needed to know about your shystiness, and there it was. <laughs> they saw it, and, and they, they liked like, it. So. They were like, cool with that. It was like over. It was like done deal. Yeah, because, I mean, what more can you say? Like, I did it. I mean, it's out there now. What are you going to do? <laughs> okay. I mean, who can argue with it's out there now? What you going to do? I mean, because now Pretty he's trying much. to save faith. He's trying to save faith. Right. I, I mean, you've been trying to tell people it's a lie. It's a lie. Right, because, see, that's another thing. It's kind of like when, you know, some people do have falling outs, and then all of a sudden and no one knows who to believe because they're like, okay, well, y'all were both close, so y'all both could just be lying to make each other look bad. And when it's kind of out there in a different form and that person knows that it's true, I mean, what more can they say? Oh, I see you put it. Yeah, I surely did. Because <laughs> you know what happened. So, you know, so, so that's, there's no going back after you do that. There's no going back. None. There's no going back. It is out there. Because it will be sometimes when I'm writing, and I'll sit back with myself and I'll be like, do I want to put this in here? Do I want to put this in here the exact way that this happened? And then once uh-huh. it's typed, I'm like, I mean, oh, well, it's too late now. Okay. Well, I mean, and as a, as a writer who or who's writing from your own personal experiences and um, things that you know around you, it's like who's going to check you for writing? I mean, pretty much, because it's like, you know, I mean, they may feel it has something to do with them, but clearly if I'm writing it, like, I was in the middle of it as well. So it's kind of like I was was part of the situation, right, just as well, exactly. And you have to accept it because you were part of the story. Right. You chose what you wanted to play in the story. So how do you you determine – was off limits. Like, do you tell parts of the story that keep you from looking a certain kind of way? So if somebody comes back out and says, well, he didn't tell you about this part, you know, or do you tell the whole thing? Or How do you determine, like, I'm going to tell that part? 
I decided to tell it all because, like I said, I like to keep it real. So why would I just hide my dirt as well? If I did some dirt in there, I mean, I'm going to put it in because I've been in situations, you know, different type of situations. So, yeah, I'm going to keep it 100. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about your um, journey Um you know, deciding I do want to write and going ahead and putting your thoughts to paper and then saying, I'm going to publish it. Like, how did that journey kind of play out? Um, Well, for me, let's see. In 2013, I kind of got back in my serious mode because I had been writing since I was in middle school. But the stuff I used to write then, it used to get taken up in class because um, my teacher – Something was wrong with me because with me being in fifth grade writing about these adult things, because the first book that inspired me to write was The Coldest Winter Ever, only because it was like, uh, I wonder uh, uh, if uh, I wrote uh, something uh, like this, how... You you read that in elementary school? Yeah, I read it in middle school. My mother was a college student, so she always had those type of books, and my cousins who stayed next door were in high school. So one of, another book that I read was The Diary of a Groupie, by Omar, yeah. Mm. I don't know how his, yeah. what his last name yeah. is. I think Tyree. Like I want to make sure. Tyree, yeah, yeah him. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I read that book, and I was only in, like, fifth grade. And I was like, this is a wow. good book. Like, wow. So they would confiscate my work, so I kind of had stopped doing it. But in 2013, I was like, why not I'll write a book? And I wrote it. I lost it. So I started back reading urban fiction again, like, this past summer. I started reading Jay Jones' books, and I love them because they're very filled with action and drama and cliffhangers. And I'm like, you know, I can write a book like this. Not exactly like it, but I can write something because I know I've got plenty of shit to say. Like, not only that, I've been in situations where it's like, oh, my God, are we really doing this right now? Is this really real life happening? as we speak. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I can definitely tell, you know, my story and what I've been through. But just, you know, switch it up a bit by putting different character names in there and stuff like that. And so I was on Twitter, actually, when I was tweeting, asking people, you know, were they taking submissions? And a lot of people were like, no, I didn't get discouraged. I was just like, well, someone's going to be taking submissions, so i got to make sure I write something pretty good. And Munisa was like, we're taking submissions, so let me know. I thought it was a fake page because on Twitter you never know. So finally I hit her up, and she's like, send me your first few chapters. I sent it to her. She said she loved it. I was like, you don't have to ask me. Like, do you really, really like it? And she said she loved it, and it was based on um, how my summer 2015 and 2014 was. And, yeah. Then we moved on, and I was in school, and I just started writing it every day when I was in class, and we got it published. Okay. So, I mean, I was almost effortless. Somewhat, because I started working on it in, like, June, but when I was working on it, like, I wrote it down on paper, but I didn't really get to the computer screen until after I started talking to her. And so, to be honest, I kind of got it crammed, done in a month, like, typing it because I had written so much on, like, my rough draft. 
And then even my rough draft changed. Like, if I was to send people what the rough draft looked like, they're like, this is not what I read. I'm like, I know. So it was kind of, you know, developing characters and kind of structuring the story. Because when you're really writing the story, you want to make sure it makes sense, that people can see what you saw, and also understand where you're coming from when you're writing different character point of views. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. Okay, so... I mean, traditional experiences of a writer to get things um, structured, but as far as hiccups and um, bad experiences with um, the process, it doesn't sound like you had that. Um, No, not really. It was kind of easy up until right before the book got published because with me being new, it's a lot of things I didn't know. So beforehand, I was talking with other authors, even though they didn't take my submissions, I was still talking to them, asking them, you know, what way I could go about it. So I kind of got advice from a lot of them first before I moved with the process so I can know what I was talking about. So I really couldn't get played because that was my biggest fear. And that's kind of everyone's biggest fear. They don't want to send their work in and not hear back from somebody and then read their work in someone's book. And it's like, this is my story because I sent it to you, you know? So I wanted to make Mm -hmm. sure I knew some stuff first. And I never, like, I'm never the type to be like, oh, I know this already. Like, I listen. I'll act so dumb so I can get so much information so then I can bring it all together and know how to move. That's, um, so, so, uh, it seems like, you know, as a, a young um, writer, you had a really good um, journey thus far. And so I don't know, maybe it's the skills that you have as a writer. Maybe you have really good skill or um, uh-huh. chose a lot of the right um, people to get your advice from and you moved in the very positive uh, journey. You aligned yourself with people of quality to get things done. So yes. that's a great journey. That's a, I mean, I'm telling mm-hmm. you from experience. I'm telling you from my own personal experience. I'm telling you from yeah. having other guests on our show that it's not always um, that type of a journey from the beginning when we're dealing with the, the smaller publishing companies. And so that's a good story that to be able to say, you know, that you've experienced as a writer. So be proud of yourself. Yeah, so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm going to let Imaj ask some questions because Imaj is a reader. When I tell you reader, she devours books in a number oh, of days. Oh, goodness. I'm going to let <laughs> She's going to break me apart. Well, no, no, no. She just, you know, she has better questions sometimes, like from a reader's perspective. And I definitely Mm -hmm. like for her to go in as a reader, like to get what a reader will be asking out. And um, I thought I want her to do that. All righty, I'm ready. And and help out with this um, reader perspective. You reader, you. Oh, wow. Okay, so one of my questions about thank you for coming tonight, Prince Landon. Thank I'm you already, for having um, me. I've, I've already been tickled. Um, when you say that you are speaking from a real life perspective, and I'm a reader, like I can see into it and be like, oh my god, I feel like that's a real person. 
don't mm-hmm. want to come to Milwaukee and be like, oh, that's that girl from that book. Um, <laughs> you probably will. You're going to be like, is that her? Oh, God. But my question is, like, you well, actually, you already kind of really answered it because I wanted to know, like, how do you feel about writing about that and that's your neighbor and you talking about her and, like, what was her first reaction to it? Well, first, I guess it's because they read so much into the situation and then they put themselves in the situation. Like, they kind of get lost because every time I'm at well, I used to go to school, and I'll be like, read this to my friends or whatever, and they'll be like, are you talking about me? I was like, I mean, a little bit, duh, but not all the way. And then they'll be like, not all the way. So I'll keep reading, they'll be like, right, bitch, you know exactly I would do this. You know I would not play that, so I'm glad you're writing me in the right way. <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, I mean, I know your personality, I'm knowing how you would deal with it. Not only that, I mean, I'm when I'm writing, most of it's like, okay, this is how I would react. Like, if this was going on, if I caught somebody doing this, I would react this way. So let me put this. And then I also want to make sure with each character that I give you, you can either have the choice to love or hate their ways because these people, these are people in real life. Like, they'll act like that. Like, yeah, they may seem cool, but on the other side, they might be really, really sneaky. Like, they may seem like, oh, yeah, I'm your friend in your face. And then next thing you know, you're like, what the fuck is going on? And that's how it is in real life. Wow. I know people like that. I know people yes. like that. And I'm the queen of petty and shade, honey, so I, I know. So, um, exactly. <laughs> that's all that matters. Keep the shade and pettiness flowing. So let's talk about this, this. You said the name of the book is, wait a minute, Dirty DMs. Yes, Dirty DMs Secrets. Coming, that comes definitely See, now, from now she's gonna that. Get, she's going to get started because this DM thing, that is her thing. She, she, yeah, mm-hmm. y'all got to. Let me sit down. Oh, I drop people. I drop people all the time. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. But, oh, so, like, Tell us something that be in your DMs. I want to know. Okay. <laughs> well, where shall we start? Where age bracket would you like minute, to start? Let me get let me get myself ready for these stories right here. Please, <laughs> please get yourself ready. <laughs> get yourself okay. ready because you're gonna need to hold on tight. Okay. I'll okay. start off okay. easy. So. What was the funniest? What was the funniest DM? that is in your story right now, the funniest? The funniest. I would have to say when one of the, um, I'll just give you the name of the characters. Trinity's the main character, the makeup artist, and she's beefing with um, her best friend's assistant who keeps calling her like, you know, you're a local makeup artist, you're not real, basically telling her her credentials aren't shit. So she um, sends her, a screenshot of her and her um, her baby father, Trinity's baby father, and her gay co-worker. And she's like, mm, I knew something was sweet about you to um, Trinity. So Trinity's like, she doesn't get it because she's like, what does she mean sweet? Like, I'm not, like, she wants to eat me or something? Like, she's taking it like she's being sexual towards her and stuff like that because she just sees the picture of her baby father. She doesn't see the 
the gay boy because he has long hair, so she just sees her baby father. I see. Yeah. That's why I had to ask because see, that might be something I might want to read. <sighs> okay. So the next thing might be something she wants to read. Might be. Okay. She's so so listen, I read a lot. I read a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, and you best believe if I find something good about a book, I'm gonna read it probably in two days, and then we're gonna have to talk about it. But, right. Um, so that was the funniest. What is the pettiest, like, like the deep down in your spirit petty one? When the other two who are beefing, which is um, Trinity's best friend Nina, she's beefing with like a um, a Kim Kardashian type. Her name is Pretty, right. and she's all prancy. And Nina's man is a big man. Like, he's got a lot of money. He's very popular. So Pretty wants her man. So she sends, she sends her pictures. She's not actually at her house, but she knows where Nina lives. So she's sending her pictures like, oh, hey, I'm going to go visit our man. Like, she hasn't done anything with her man, but she's just trying to fuck with her head to let her know I'm coming for your man. So she's being wow. petty by taking pictures of her front door and sending it like, oh, I just stopped by our man's crib just to mess with her head. Oh, wow. Oh, that again. That's, I'm going to be that real honest. People hurt. People get hurt. And look, me and Shamor was just talking about this. Please don't underestimate yeah. my crazy. Like, <laughs> like, you know, we put our crazy on the back. We were put in the reserve. So it's there. Mm-hmm. We have it. Yeah, we do right. That. It is we there. We know the button to turn it on. We know how to operate that. So definitely. Wow, wow mm-hmm. that's a, now that is really interesting. The angle yes. to go with that, and and to think that this is for real. Like people really are doing this over there in Milwaukee. Exactly. That like no. yes, Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee people, you stop it right now. <laughs> Look, get stop. it together. Stop See, your crazy. I said with the drama, Milwaukee people, we don't do that. Play nice. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Wow. That's, that's only half. half the drama, though. That's half. Uh, that's only half. Oh. So that's probably like the first two, three chapters. That ain't even getting deep into it. Like no, is there somewhere in there is there a is somewhere in there is there actually a love story that happens or Yeah, there is. There will be some um Trinity trying to refine herself and refocus. She comes across this boss type guy whose name is Luca. He's Puerto Rican. He kinda looks like Drake a little bit. And um, you know, That's he's Aubrey. just being smooth with her. Yeah, she's being real smooth with her, just letting her know, like, hey, you should live it up. I mean, you're pretty. Why should you just settle here? You're still young. Why would you just stay in the city? Why don't you come to where you can really do something? So he makes her feel really good about herself. Okay. But, of course, that that's the only happy part in the book because they find love. Other than that, everyone else's shit is fucked up. <laughs> Well, is this fucked up people going? Is there a part to this? Because you know how you got to get six fucked up people. So, is there a part? Yeah. 
still there up. will be a part two because right after I'm done, I'm almost done with Dirty DM Secrets. But right after I'm done, I'm getting right started on part two because it's already in my head. Because you know how Trinity and Luke are all nice and good? Of course, you didn't think they were just going to end happy. <laughs> well, that okay, is love. You can end happy. No, 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 not in part two. I done flipped my hair too many times on this phone call tonight. I done flipped my hair too much. Honey, yes. So you have this drama writing thing down to a science, I can see. Pretty much. I'm not going to lie to you. Since the womb, I've been very dramatic. Like, it's nothing I picked up. <laughs> like, ever since I was, I think with being an only child, I kind of just had to create things to play yeah. about or, you know what I'm and saying? And I'm not going to lie. I feel like some people, when I was outside playing in the yard, they were probably like, is this boy crazy? Because I would be playing with multiple characters, which is probably why I'm so able to, you know, translate these characters in writing. <laughs> But these are real people, though. Like, you just you just gave you them different real names. These are real, legit-ass people that walk around stalking the shit out of people's houses just because I hey, I couldn't with that life. I mean, I'm telling you. That's too much messy boots for me. That's too much messy boots, and I just sit back around and look, and it's like, look, Shamal, grab your popcorn and your Pepsi. We are about to sit here and watch. <laughs> yes, because the way I wanted to write this book, I wanted to kind of set it up like, if it was a TV series, you know what I'm saying? Like previously on Dirty DM Secrets, this is going to okay. happen. This happens with that person. It's already, I already feel it. This is, a, <laughs> this is coming on that. This is coming on. Yes, I'm feeling it because I'm like, you know, let me tell you, I wasn't going to rush it at all because I don't like rushing my work. But, you know, I always try to give myself personal deadlines so I can give the readers what they want because at the end of the day, I want to know what people are thinking about it. I'm not one to be like, oh, yeah, I wrote the hell out of this book. I mean, I'm the type to write the story, read over, and be like, okay, let's see what people are saying. What do they think? How do they feel? I really go off what the readers feel. Mm-hmm. And if they like it, then it's like, okay, let's move forward. Let's do a part two. If it's something they didn't like, you know, I'm all for con- constructive criticism because I just want to know. To be honest, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just writing and winging it because I don't know if y'all like it or not. You may like it, you may not, you know. So I'm just kind of going with it, putting it out there and seeing what the feedback is. Okay. Okay, so would you please do me a favor um, because we're getting um, to the point in the show where it is um, – switching over to our topic. So I want to make sure that you get the opportunity to plug um, your books, where people can find you, your social media accounts, if you have websites, if you have any appearances, uh, dates coming up, anything that is print landing, you need to go ahead and tell America right now. All righty. So you can add me on Facebook at Prince Landy or Che Marcel Stevens. That's with the C H A N E. Then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Pretty Ass Prince and be on the lookout for Dirty DM Secrets dropping this month on Amazon Kindle. I'm ready for that to come out. 
Please, please. Yes, I want you to be the first one to one click and let me know. So you got to add me to Facebook now. So when you read it, you can just give me a good lashing. Honey, we are uh, she going to like it. And she going to like it. If it's, if it's drama feel, baby, she going to like it. No, okay. You know, Shamor, if I read a book and I'm if I get done with it, you already know within an hour of finishing, we don't have to have a conversation about this, and we don't I have to figure this out. Cause I got know. questions and concerns, and I need to know when X, Y, Z is going to come out. And I did hear you earlier say that book three will be ready for um, Sierra's reign, so I'm waiting on that. I know you heard that. I know you heard that. Girl, she said book three. She done jumped from two to three already. <laughs> Okay. Oh, well, that was a good answer. How are you going to tell somebody how they feel? 
I didn't tell them how they feel. I told them what I was expecting. I didn't necessarily what expect he well. Wanted a grand. He wanted a grand. Oh, I'm feeling grand. I'm feeling grand. And woo. Let's okay. get it started. Good, fine, great. We're acceptable, but grand is acceptable also. Sure, grand, swell. Let's go with those. How are you, Imash? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I you see, old. you see, you didn't say swell or grand. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, what did you expect her to say? Did you already have some kind of an answer? Do you have a image file where there are certain answers you expect her to say, and she has to pull from there? Is that is that what this is? I mean. Okay, well, let's take a step back to answer your question. How are you, Shamor? None of your business. None of your damn business. <laughs> oh, no, I none of my damn business. I, I, I refuse to play into this. That's not what I expected you to say, bullshit. I'm not playing with you today. Well, I, I'm just saying that there is a, a, a reservoir of answers that I expect um, Imaj to say, just like I expect you to say. So, I mean, there's certain things that I expect, but then, you know, certain things I don't expect. I, I, pardon me, I didn't expect swell. I apologize. I'll expect it well, next time. Extend your vocabulary, sir. And you kind of caught me off guard a little bit because I was moving my phone away from my ear. So all I heard was Elijah, and I was like, oh, I guess he asked me how I'm doing. That's why I said, I'm great. Right. That's like if you asked me how I'm doing and I said hunky-dory, you wouldn't be really expecting me to say (laughs) hunky-dory. You, okay. you don't really expect me never I to mean, say honky nothing. You've been spending too much time in North Carolina. That's down like the shit they say down here. And when I do hear you say I do expect you to say honky, but it's not Dory coming behind it. So right, not Dory, not, not honky Dory. I absolutely hate him. <laughs> I done told him once tonight I hate his life. Like, come on now. I mean, I try not to hate him, but it's hard. It's hard not to hate him. I mean, join the you club. know, he comes. Just join the club. Uh, yeah. He comes in here There's and he just starts, He comes in here and just starts telling people how the hell they feel, or not how they feel, but how to say how they feel. And then no, 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 I didn't say that. I said I, I said I didn't expect to hear that. You can say what you want to say. Saying, I can't stop you from saying nothing. Start saying all these racial slurs, and I just I don't know how to feel. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I slurs. didn't say not one racial slur yet. I got a couple on the tip of my tongue though, so you better be easy. <laughs> oh, a fully loaded. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, and let's moving along. Moving along. Moving along. Here. me. Nothing to see. Uh, let's move it along. I, I think that was I think that was a threat. He was threatening mm, me. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Okay, let's move into the discussion for the evening because there there has to be some semblance of a decent show here that since Ron has come in because we had a good show before Ron got here. Okay. So, okay, let's go with that. Okay, let's go with that. So the um topic we're supposed to be discussing this evening. Uh, is stemming from some conversation dealing with the rape. And in the news, there is a story, um, the most current event, that talks about Brock Turner, 
um, who was a student at Stanford who was um, caught, actually, um, sexually assaulting um, a woman who was unconscious. And after going through the trial and being sentenced, he was sentenced to six months, and uh, which was reduced to three months because the judge didn't want him to be tainted by the, the, the lifestyle behind bars, despite the fact that he did uh, sexually assault an unconscious woman who could not have consented to having sex with him. So there are a whole lot of different um, views. I've actually seen uh, comments about uh, in favor of the ruling and in favor of what um, the judge did. Even the dad made some comments that upset people um, because he thought that, you know, for 20 minutes of fun or whatever, he shouldn't really be in jail long. It wasn't like he really was doing it that long. How you say some shit like that, I don't know. But So then, then the conversation mm-hmm. behind rape, rape culture started. And, of course, you know, anytime you bring up rape, rape culture, to liken it onto something, people bring up um, the situation with um, Bill Cosby. Um, and, and so I just I want to talk about that whole race, culture, and what is that? What does that mean? And then are there any gray areas? Is it always black and white? Is is there any correct way that um, things should be handled? I posted a couple of pieces on my Facebook page because there were some other cases where students, young students who were in college that had experiences with women who had been drinking and didn't consent to sex, and their sentences were not six months or three months sentences. And what is the difference? So, boom, I said it. That's what we're talking about. That was long-winded as hell, but I've been drinking, so. As hell. Yo, mama. Well, I don't know if my mama has anything to say on the rape topic, but I got something to say. Um, I, I I figured you had something to say. As as a man who's who's slung his penis around to you know multiple oh, women yeah. around this great country uh, of ours, great. Um, there we go. Multiple I would just like to see. Uh, well, I mean, hey, listen, I call it how I see it and how they see it. Anyway, um, no means no. Bottom line. Now, there's there's a touchy subject called statutory rape, which is kind of touchy because it depends on what culture you come from, but as far as I said no or I didn't say anything because I was unconscious, that is rape and you deserve to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. The issue that we have, though, is who's the one doing the judging. Is it a European judge and you have a European um uh, a defendant, because in that case he's gonna look at him like he's or she is their child. 
and they're going to say, well, my child wouldn't necessarily do this, so I'm going to give them a second chance. But if it's uh, African or Latino. A second, Ron, you want to stop you for a second and ask if you are in a place that is maybe um, kind of noisy, maybe? Oh, yeah, in the background. We're getting a little bit of something coming back, so. Okay, okay we're so. ready. You know how many times I heard a woman say something was coming back. My bad. I'm sorry. I got okay, so. a whole Can't different. My oh, bad. But, um, okay, so, so nobody knows. And then you, you totally went a total different way with this conversation, and you started to talk about the judges and how. Well, I, it, it just seems that when you have a judge who has something invested or something vested, in that child, whether it be race, whether it be gender, whether whatever it may be, they seem they seem to go a little more lenient on that child. So when you have you mean this something judge, in common, like maybe being from the same school, like maybe the judge being a Stanford uh, graduate who was also an athlete. Same school, same sport, same 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 state of origin, same color, same sex, whatever it may be. It, it, you never know what it may be, but depending on how many of those things you have in common, is that much more likely that you'll get a smaller sentence. So if you got three things in common with me, oh, you go get off. Don't worry about that. But if you got one thing in common with me, ah, well, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Where it comes up heads or tails. And I'm not just saying this off the off the cuff. This, you know, is stuff that if we look into case law, if we look at some of the laws that, that, that have been handed down, some of the rulings, we'll see this. We see in, in, in Philadelphia they had that judge that was selling young men to correctional facilities. And what, like 2% of them was white boys? Something like that? It's like, come on, this is ridiculous. So, oh, wow. When we look at exactly how these things are done. We got to look at who's doing the convicting and who's doing the judging. And just, I forget who it was, but it was some cops going on trial for killing brother. And, of course, they all take trial by judge instead of trial by jury. So you got to look at who's making these determinations, who's giving out these sentences. And if, this, if, if these people are from what they call, quote, unquote, the old boys club, they go give him out those sentences. Oh, he he good. He's a Zimmerman child. He's okay. He can get off. We we, we go get him. Oh, he got affluenza. We ain't go give him. You know what I'm saying? What? But the Central Park I didn't boys. I know that shit was contagious. You, you understand what I'm saying? All the way up up north from Texas, because it's contagious. You, you ain't know. It's contagious, hmm. but it's only contagious to certain people with certain certain right. um, haplogroups. How about that? That's the SAT word for us. I, I think melanin is somewhere in there as a blocker. So, yeah. Mhm. Right. But you get my point. You know what I mean? So, so the, I mean, the bottom line is, is rape acceptable? No, rape is never acceptable. And as a heterosexual alpha male, you actually don't care about those no's because, you know, you got nine more yeses right down the road. So, you know, you right. eat that and you just live with it. it it's her loss, you not have, yours. So you have nine more yeses somewhere? Uh I've had much more than nine, exponentially more. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? 
I, I just allowed myself to play that. Okay, so again, here's what here's the conversation that I want to have when I when I mention the rape culture conversation, because um, I'm about to send my daughter to college, and I don't want her to invite situations, and and that's the language that I understand is the phobia um, with the rape culture, but. There are certain things that I don't want her to be a party to. There are certain situations that I don't want her to leave out there to allow things to happen. And so am I placing pressure on her? Am I feeding the rape culture that uh, society is, is condemning by telling her don't put yourself in these situations where things like this can happen. Don't get so inebriated that you are unconscious in front of strangers who have no fucking morals and would do anything to you. Am I am I not to do that to her? Am I not to say that to her? Am I to say do whatever the hell you want because no one is supposed to do anything negative to you or demean you or, or do anything to your character? Am I supposed to tell her that she has the right to do do and be and ha- and act in any way and have no regard for her own safety. That's you can, where I'm. You can say all of those things, but understand that which her actions, not with yours, but with her actions, a consequence is gonna come. Mm-hmm. But say all those things because all of those things are true. Yes, it is true that if you get yourself drunk around the wrong individual, something may happen to you. Yes, it's true you have the right to say and wear whatever you want to say and wear. Yes, it's true you shouldn't get drunk around people who you don't know. All those things are true and right and exact. But there's another side to each one of those equations. What's this side to not dressing and wearing? You may not have certain friends, but then those ain't the friends you want anyway. What's the opposite side of, you know, not getting drunk around people you don't know, then you may not drink as much because somebody ain't buying you a beer or a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's opposite sides to each one of them. But each one of them have their right and exact point. So tell her all of those things. But let her know the consequences to each one. Right. I mean, and I and I as a parent, um, I'm going to, that is what I'm going to do. But when, when I, I know when the conversations happen, depending on who you're talking to when you're cuz you know people can be extremists and when you're talking to somebody who who is an avid uh no means no and it's never okay it seems like when you start to say you know yeah it was wrong but she should have never then you totally have been tuned out because the first time you say well she should have never you somehow support rape and it's like how is it that I would never want that to happen to anyone. And in saying that I would never want that to happen to anyone, I would never want a a young woman to put herself in such a situation that she may not be able to get herself out of safely. So in saying, don't be that drunk off your ass in a space where you cannot control, you don't um sense of 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 a way to pick up that either in all affected by you know whatever you it is you if you dare say that then you are somehow saying it's her fault 
and, and I just don't feel like I'm putting a blame on someone by suggesting that you don't place yourself in those situations. Now, I don't know if that's fair because just because you're seeing something doesn't mean that that outcome has to occur. In other words, what do I mean by that? Yes, it is true that if you dress other than certain kind of ways, you're going to get attention that you don't want. What are those kind of ways? I've never seen a nun get that when she walked down the street. I've never seen a woman in her Muslim gear with her her burqa on get hollered at. I've never seen a Methodist woman with her shirt buttoned up to the top button and her uh, skirt down her ankle get hollered at. That tells me that certain uniforms or certain modes of dress demand respect. So what's the other side of that coin? Certain uniforms and certain mode of dress demand no respect. It, it, it just goes with a, that. A respect? Do you think respect is a word for that? I think it absolutely is respect because, as I said, I've never seen a nun get hollered at on the street. And I would say but, that 98% uh, of us nun, have never I heard think- I can go with the nun thing because it's probably a, a level of respect dealing with the religion. However, just a woman who has um, a long I talked skirt, about three specific uh, women. I talked about the Methodist. I, I talked about the nun. I, and I talked about I the finish? Islam. Can I finish? Yes, ma'am. Thank Only you. if you're making sense. Because Only if you're making sense. It doesn't matter. I can finish if I'm not making sense because I'm talking. <laughs> and, and you can't tell me because, see, that's how you are. That's how you're supporting the race culture right there because I don't get to be free to be who I am. No, you're free to be who you anyway, are. I'm just free to tell you I, stop being that person. My point was, my point was in, in using the word respect, is it possible that in some regard it's not necessarily respect as much as no interest, like because there's nothing to see there? So there's a lack of interest, which is not necessary that they respect you anymore because if you'll just blow up, then they get to see some goods. It might even turn them on, and then they might try to holler at you because it's just I need to not be bored with what you what your outward appearance is. That's is all. that possible? That is absolutely possible. Can't say that that's not possible. So in other words, the reason they ain't holler at that nun is because that nun is butt ugly. The reason they ain't holler at that seven-day Adventist is because she's butt ugly. It is absolutely that. But I have seen more than enough of them with voluptuous curves and and, and them shirts poking out and the button and just it barely hanging like on. It sounds like you are getting yourself aroused while we're discussing <laughs> stuff. Could you simmer down fast? I'm just saying, sometimes that button be holding on, but like, you know them memories want to pop out of that shirt, but her oh God is God. holding them in. No, sometimes her God her is God just is holding, holding that string. God is holding her breath. Are you serious right now? I'm just saying, God sometimes it be like holding that. her breath in. That's, I don't know if I want to support this theory. No, God's supporting it. You don't got to support it. It's, 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 it's an H cup or a D cup or something like that. Anyway, um, the point mm-hmm. that I'm making is, is that when you see oh, there these was a women point buck- to this? I didn't know there was a point to this. Okay, when, go ahead. When, when, when you see these women traveling from point A to point B, they demand respect because of their clothing. I guarantee you, if you have, if you're a light-skinned woman and you have your shorts on to the part where I can see where your butt start getting dark-skinned, you know, right there where the meat start getting dark. You know what I'm saying? On the light-skinned woman, on the dark-skinned woman, it gets darker. You know that part right there underneath the, I'm, the, the I'm ass. I'm just thinking you've been paying way too much attention to some light-skinned dark meat. That's okay. Listen, man, I am a boy, Damon. <laughs> but that being said, 
that part right there, when you show that part of your leg, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to think you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to think of ass. When you're showing me your, your, your belly button, yes, I'm going to think of midriff. I'm going to think of what's directly underneath there and what's directly right above there. I'm going to think that. That's going to happen. We are visual people. You know what I mean? When you're showing me the side of your thigh, I'm going to look at that hamstring like, God damn, that's a hell of a glute right there to the top part of that. I'm going to look at all of that when you show me the side of your leg. So, why? When you show me Are your you cleavage, I'm, right I'm just saying with only with one hand, though. Yeah. Only with one hand. But okay. my, 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 my point in all of that, to wrap it up, is that when you dress a certain way, you give off a certain visual. When you give off that visual, I am going to assume that you coincide with the visuals you're giving off. That's why a long time ago I said, and y'all disagree with me, what's on your head, it's a good indication of what's in your oh head. Oh, my God, I hate that. The, 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 I, the extension of so that, what's on your body, that. is a good extension of what's in your body. That's the extension of that, and it is the truth. Now, it doesn't mean that it's totally true because some people can have something more and they're just playing the character. That's not them. That's what they're playing. I get that. But for the most part, what you're wearing represents who you are. Or else you wouldn't have put them damn clothes on. Bottom line, I'm done. Or it represents some aspect of who you are trying to be or who you think you're, you are. But that thing, but, uh, but, that, but that doesn't, people, but that's not opposite of what I said. People, that's just an addendum. Can, that's all. Can I, can I, can I, you, you know, you spoke and I let you speak and I didn't tell you to shut up. So I'm just saying that everybody doesn't know who they are at the time that they are dressing to represent who they are. And there, because we all know people that are lost. And if you have on a yellow shirt and it's cute on you, they're like, I'm going to go get me a yellow shirt. And yellow is not their color. So. That's how I'm trying to tell you to slow down. Huh? What? 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 Say yellow, slow down. Slow on down. Oh, my gosh. Really? That's what? Okay. So what I'm saying is, to a degree, you you do have a point, and we've argued this point before because you've said this before, which means that you still believe that you are accurate in saying it because you said it again years later. But I think that that is just I, – I, I think that is partially true. I don't think that is no. totally In other words, you agree with it. You just don't want to accept what goes with it. I got it. I'm clear on what you're saying. I'm not even mad at you for saying it even though you said it so uneloquently. But it's not I, a problem. I hate talking to you because it's like <laughs> it's like yelling into a can. It's like I'm trying to call not someone with cans and I'm yelling to them in the can and they have the strings and then they have the other can. And it's can you hear like, me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? It's, it's not even now? that clear. It's, oh, not, it's like yeah, it, it yeah. You're like cricket. It was cricket, right? That didn't have service. It, it's like you are on Cricket's network, and we are all calling you, and you can't freaking answer because you have. Well, you no better send a text message then. You better email me or something because I can get my data messages on Cricket. Oh, yeah, this conversation goes to hell. I'm. My point is, now, I, I also said something about statutory, and this is where it's going to get statutory. real, real hectic. Yeah, this is, so, yeah, I can see this band. Yeah. 
depending on what state you reside in, the law of consent is different. Okay? Right. Now, I'm living under this man's law, so I'm recognizing that the age that he says is acceptable is going to be acceptable or I'm going to have to face some charges. And in New York State, it's 17. 17 year old female don't even interest me, so I, I can't see myself being with no 17 year old. But, Thank you for the disclaimer. We needed to hear that for you. Yes, I, I, listen, I got to give it out there. But one thing I do know is about nature. And nature tells us something different. Nature tells us that a female is able to produce eggs, she is a woman. That's what nature tells us. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not one that. to say. what you was about to say? I'll give you that, that nature says that. That's what nature tells us, all right? Mm-hmm. So nature says once a young girl is able to have her menstruation and be able to get pregnant, then she is a woman. Now, depending on what society you're in, they would say that as long as she's bleeding, she she could get it. I would respectfully disagree with that because that's not necessarily how I get down. But how can I argue with nature? And so I'm not saying that I agree with that. I'm not saying I agree with that. But when you have certain religions like Islam and NOI says that your perfect woman is half your age plus seven, huh, depends on what age you are, that could be kind of uh, young. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. d- Depending d- on, you know, exactly how you look at things, it looks a little different. So I'm not here to say what's right and what's wrong. All I'm here to say is, in some ways of thinking, nature says other than what we're saying in this country. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying what's right, what's wrong. But if a grown-ass man try to have sex with my 13-year-old, I'm putting a hole in him, maybe three or four holes in him. But that is what that is. That's, that's what I would expect a dad to say. Thank you for saying what a dad should say. But that's a dad that is here that is part of whatever culture that you feel that you're part of versus I remember a situation where it was a young lady that she was just was always getting in trouble, but it was like she would go find trouble and it was always involving other young men. Um and so it's almost like the boys would stay away from her because they like she was too aggressive, she was too forward. And um what she was doing is she was trying to um soil her reputation as a young woman because she was already promised um back home to a man and she did not want to be the wife of some old man and so she was trying to make herself unclean so that she wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't be able to have her as a wife. And so because her, her dad was here in America for work, she wanted to get some way to not be able to be seen as wife material by the time her dad was taking the family back. And so that was what, that was her mission is it was to, do whatever she could do while she was here so that she would not have to marry this old man so many years, her senior, um, and be his wife. And, she, I mean, 
you know, I deal with children who are, you know, 11 to 14. So she was somewhere in between 11 and 14. And this man I know um, in the conversation we had was maybe 60, maybe older. And it was her mission, you know, as long as she was here, it was her mission to not be his wife. So whatever that meant I had to do in America, I had to do. So, I mean, and that that's hard to to have to deal with. In, and then that's multiple cultures that she's trying to navigate. And that dad is probably understanding her position, but he also is holding on to his traditional values as well because this has been arranged you know, long before now, and this is what, you know, that's all tied into his reputation as well because his daughter was already promised. So a lot of those things, you know, crop up in conflicts with laws and beliefs and religions. And so it's not easy. So I, I, I commend you for having those views as a father because I support those views. Everybody might not, but I support those views. Now, back to the discussion. Because I remember being on a post, and on that post, um, I was expressing the fact that, um, and this wasn't the same, this wasn't this case, this was an older case. And I remember expressing that, I felt like it was inappropriate for a young lady to put herself in a situation that she could avoid, um, not necessarily saying don't go have any fun, but it was um, detrimental. You know, it's a dangerous situation. And I remember saying that from a mother's perspective because that's what I would be thinking for my own child and never at any point saying that's what you get, you shouldn't have been doing that. That's not what I was saying. But if you can avoid it, Avoid it. Like, if it's a party and it's going to be a lot of guys and all your girlfriends cancel, maybe you shouldn't know. You know, you're already entering a situation outnumbered. And if you go, maybe you shouldn't get shit-faced because who's going to care about you sincerely, you know? Just those kinds of things. And then, you know, the argument on the post was that I was uh, obviously tainted by this rape culture that makes it always the uh, victim's fault. And I wasn't making it the victim's fault. I was simply saying that try to avoid it. <laughs> you know, try to avoid it and don't enter situations thinking, oh, it will never happen to me because it could. Can I interrupt you real briefly? I'm listening. Just real briefly. And I hate to, you know, have you just sitting up here on this live stream rolling your eyes at me while I'm talking. But this is what it's going to be. I already know. Um, What we got to realize is that when we in this culture, every other indigenous culture or culture that has some kind of oomph to it thinks of man, woman, and child. Every other trilogy. In this culture, what's the trilogy? Man, son, ghost. Where's the woman? Here's the woman at. So it's letting you know in this culture they do not value women. So if they don't value women in this culture, what makes you think that your sexuality is valued? You are a piece of property. That's where wedding rings come from. It's a sign of ownership. 
but that's in this culture too. I'm just trying to say women didn't get the right to vote to what, the twenties? So, I mean, that 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 let you know they gave Negroes the right to vote. <laughs> they gave women the right to vote. I let you know they ain't really care about the women in this country and in this society or in this culture. So when we look at the extension of that, which is rape culture, yes, it's gonna happen because they don't value you enough to put you in their religion. They don't value you enough to put you in their, you know what I'm saying, their earning wages and make the same amount as men earn. They don't put you in the. I mean, it's so many different. Boys will be boys. You ever heard girls will be girls? No, you never heard that because why? They're making excuses for boys. You know what I mean? Why? It's a bunch of things you can look at as to how men are more valuable than women in this culture. So when it comes to sex so, and rape, it's going to be the same way. Okay, so so kind of detouring a little bit, but not really. Let's talk about the double standard because when a man says that he's been raped, how is he treated? Yet there is it's a, a single standard. It's not a double standard. It's a single standard. It's one person, one kind of people making the standard. White males are making the standard. It's one standard. Whatever they say the standard is, that's the standard we run away. That, I mean, that's what it is. It's not white woman. It's not black man. It's not black woman. It's not yellow man. It's not yellow you don't woman. Think it's that not women, man. So, so any woman that is in any way um, supporting or denouncing it is actually just part of it, because I think there are some women who feel that way, that you can't rape a man, and and but then I think there are some women who feel like it doesn't matter, anybody can be victimized. So Just because a woman says or... something stupid doesn't mean <laughs> that it's not stupid. Yes, a man can get raped. raped. There are certain physiological things that happen when you, you touch to a man in certain places. I'm saying woman is stupid in the same Conversation. I'm, I'm saying it just saying. rolls off the tongue so well. It just rolls off the tongue I, so it, well. I think it's rolling off of one of those drinks you already had today. So. Well, it, no, it, it would actually be more than one, but it, it was a couple of drinks it rolled off of. Absolutely. Um, yeah, maybe even a few. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, go ahead. A man can be raped. A man can be raped by a man. A man can be raped by a woman. It is also Agreed. possible. Agreed. Absolutely. So so just because that's like, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, a black person say there's no such thing as white racism. All right, the Negro peons can say what they want to say. You know, that don't, that don't make it right. For a minute. I'm just saying that's, 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 that's just what it is. You know what I mean? So if a woman says something stupid, we just, listen, women have the right to be stupid like men have the right to be stupid. Women together. I'm just saying, though, man. Men are stupid too. How about that? Thank you. You can say that all night. I choose not to talk no more. Where's Imaj when we need her? <laughs> Imaj, she um, needs you to talk because I'm stupid, obviously. I'm listening to you all and agreeing with you all. So I'm just letting you all talk. She's lying. She's drinking. She ain't heard shit we said for the last 20 minutes. She's lying. I'm not lying. I've been hey, listening. Is listening. I know she is because that's my girl and that's what she does. I'm listening. Brian, you don't have any friends on this show. You you don't have no damn friends on here. That's why you're so angry all the damn time. That's why you come out and listen. 
Wait, what you he sipping on? Yeah, and you hungry, and you and you don't have friends. It's like you're the un. It's like you're the the un. Wait, but what you sipping on? I see you sipping on something. What you sipping on? Are you looking in my damn window? I ain't looking in your no, window. I'm just saying. You you sipping on something? I see that little pretty glass, that little pretty dark skin glass phone. you got. Don't worry about She's trying to keep her wine levels down. She ain't trying to drink a whole goblet of wine like I did. Thank you. She's talking about us drinking. She been sipping. I had, yeah, I had, I had, I told you, I had an earlier interview that required me to get some um, assistance in my line of questioning. I I needed to not be necessarily 100%. I needed to bring it down to where I can say, was I asking that question or did the wine ask that question? The I wine needed to ask the all them questions. The wine, the wine, the hey, wine did get Did you hear the earlier show? Did you hear it? I ain't heard he none of that. I was on. I was actually on another show with Brother Maurice Muhammad a little earlier. So, pardon me. Uh, you know, we have to. You know, divide our time and energy. He I, always I couldn't be with come y'all. in with some old "I'm better than you." I do things that matter stuff. No, I wasn't saying I do things that matter stuff. We were just talking about the greatest who ever lived in the boxing ring, Muhammad Ali, and I felt I had to talk about him real quick. So you know, and it, you know it was either that we do. I need you to say something wonderful about Brother Muhammad because let's be real. I've been tripping at all these little we miss you, you were greatest, we love you because before Parkinson took his voice, y'all wanted to shut him the hell up. You put him behind boys, you took his money, you took his passion. Y'all didn't like him. Quit playing. I'm sorry. That sounds like them grapes talking. That sounds like them grapes talking. That's what that sounds like. Keep talking here, keep talking. All I know is this is that when it comes to that man, he 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 did change. We lose our veracity and our vivaciousness as we get older sometimes. So he definitely seems as if he lost that. I can't speak to him because I didn't know him personally. But what I can say is that that man a few years ago, I said, when Michael Jackson died, I said, if y'all doing all this for Michael Jackson, when Muhammad Ali died, y'all better stop the fucking world or else I'm getting off. Because that man really made a difference. That man really gave of himself. That man really put his life and his livelihood on the line. That man really stood up for his people. That man did everything that we asking every athlete to do. That man did everything except for be faithful that we asked any husband to do. <laughs> you know that that man did anything that we asked any public figure to do. So I mean, if he did everything with, besides the you know what I'm saying faithful part, and we're all humans, you know what I'm saying he wanted to put his stuff somewhere. I I, I could dig that, but you he did everything else. Yeah, I said it. Um, so did he? Did he stand up for his people? Yes. Is every person supposed to stand up for their people? Yes. Check, he did that. Did he show greatness in his field? Yes. Is everybody supposed to show greatness in their field? Yes. Check, he did that. You know what I mean? Did he stand up for people that were his people for the sake of righteousness? 
Is every man supposed to do that? Yes, check, he did that. So, he, I mean, you go down the checklist of things he did and things you're supposed to do, he like 9 out of 10. You know what I mean? So, so, so when I look at that, yes, he changed um, over the years, but, you know, his body was weak. You know what I'm saying? His, his mind, his, his soul was still strong, though. But, you know, when your body gets weak sometimes, we have these things that happen to us. So I want to give a blessing to him being an ancestor, I want to say, you know, if there's anything that he wants me to do, definitely reach out to me from that world to this world and let me know and I'll do it. And and, and I also would say that what we need to do is look at his blueprint. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. The wheel was already done. So when we look at how we should live our lives professionally, live it like his. If we look at how we need to grow organization, look at the UNIA. When you want to look at certain things, we already got these, these blueprints done. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Muhammad Ali was the wheel. Just follow his blueprint, and you will get the greatness. But that's my personal feelings on the man. I'm going to miss him. I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to hopefully all these Prince tributes that I've seen, I hope we get a whole bunch of Muhammad Ali tributes because Prince might have been a good man, but Muhammad was a great one. So, I mean, even though we had a Prince on the show earlier today, well, I'll leave that alone. Um, Muhammad was a green man. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. Thank you um, for... Ron, Ron is the name. Yes, that's the name, in case you were wondering who I was. I wasn't asking who you were. I was actually thanking you for what you um, did there. Um, that was... I don't think we could have done it any better in remembering what he stood for and the things that he offered but, us. Wait, so. but why the live? But why the live stop with you with the stink face on? I know, I saw that, but it cut my phone. Was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. My phone was it's like, not with I'm the stink. So you done. got the stink face stuck on my screen. Oh, that's not cute. I know, that's so <laughs> ugly. But just walk away from that post and come back, and it won't be so bad. I'm going to take a picture of this. I'm going to take a picture of this. Do, I'm putting it everywhere. Do, if you do, if you do, I'm going to do things to you that you're not going to like. The last woman who said that to me has my 13-year-old. Oh, my, sorry. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. I might lie to oh. you. I mean, I might lie for you, but I won't lie to you. I just know that that's disgusting, and I almost threw up my wine, but I like it too much, so I held it down. You're the one with the stink face on the screen, not me. If you exit the screen and come back, it won't be stink face left. I bet you I won't do that until I take this picture. So, leasing. So, Ron. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know how <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know how well we know uh, Shamor? We, we know her pretty well, don't we? Pretty well, I would say. Oh. I reckon so. <laughs> very no. well. My friend um, knows me very well. <laughs> do you mind if I tell Ron what happened? Do you mind if I tell and tell everybody else too? She, 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 she don't mind. You go right on, Sister Amara. You just let us know what it is that she done did. You should have not even played with him. He's such an asshole. 
No, but I'm asking you. I want you to answer that. Would you try to tell him something about me that could probably be incriminating if he would shut the hell up? But he's too busy making fun of your southern draw that he won't even let you make fun of me. That, she that, asked me questions. I answered her questions, so, and I, it was right. So nobody's funny, making fun though. of anyone. Please, Imaj, please. And, no, and like, she already, I, we already laughed about it because she and I have laughed about it. So I'm not laughing at you. I was just in tears about that that we even had to go through it. We went through it together. See, that's what friends do, Roman. You, we go through things together. We don't I'm listening. Our friends together, and because you were there for me, you you were you were there for me in real time. Nothing I want. Don't mean Louise ass people. Get out of here with this. So I'm I'm listening. Go ahead, Iman. Tell the story. Okay. Listen, 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 listen. So um the show that she was on earlier, this is why I asked you did you visit. Um there was some celebrity gossip and you know our our friend, she really don't do celebrity gossip like that. She mm. don't do it. You know I'm more of the gossip girl, you know. She she yes. don't do celebrity gossip. So the celebrity gossip was about some Atlanta housewives, not Atlanta housewives, some loving hip-hop people. And she was talking, and so I sent her a text message because I was listening to the show. So I sent her a text message. I said, you, do you even know who the hell these people are? And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> what? She ain't know not one of them, did she? Look, 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 let me tell you how perfect it was. It was so perfect because I, you know, I we live, we were live on the show, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm, I don't know what's gonna come. So, so she's like, well, we're gonna start here, and then she starts talking about this. She calls these names and she says these names, and I'm like, who the hell is it? And so I just listen for key information, and so I'm sitting there going, um, just say something about, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I'm just trying to do generic stuff, right? So as I'm sitting here trying not to drown in a abyss of I don't know who the hell these people are, I get this text message <laughs> that says, do you even know who these people are? I'm like, that damn Imaj knows me so well. I was like, no. <laughs> I couldn't say nothing. I was like, no. I don't know who the hell they are. And then um, I said something, and she was like, well, in fact, there is a, a clothing line. I was like, oh, there's a clothing line. I missed that one, too. <laughs> it was terrible. I just needed to be prepared. People don't realize that there are certain things that I just do not pay any attention to, and that is definitely one of them. I do not pay attention to celebrity gossip news stuff, and and if you come talking to me and calling people by name, there's a chance that I'm somewhere going. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. I had that moment today. I got over it. I got through it. We started talking about other stuff, and um, I didn't know. Oh, did y'all start talking about other stuff? Jesus. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Don't feel bad though. I don't know none of them have his names or what they do neither. No, that that, is, that, that is, makes me that you know, makes me I like love, you in some way. I don't know if I that might not be a good thing either. But you know, I love music. I like music. I like you know, you know, I I really do trap music stuff. Like I legit still dope every day in my head for about thirty minutes before I work. Right, um, but in your head and in the car is two different things. 
in my head because I don't have to get in my car to go to work. Right, but that I know somebody who in the car 45 minutes a day listening to who did it in rain. I'm not trying to say who. I'm just trying to say I know somebody like that. You don't know I nobody. do. Who is? I don't know anybody like that. Oh, wow. Know thyself. <laughs> did you say know thyself? <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I, I was really tickled. I was, I was, girl, man, listen, I was in the dog on um, grocery store. People was looking at me strange like they, they was laughing at me in the store because I was laughing in tears trying to buy my wine and my Okay, so go ahead sister. and tell him. Go ahead and tell him what I had to do. And I'm not telling Jesus Christ. Because you know he's gonna laugh, so let him get it out. Um, let him have his moment. Let him know. Yes, I did do that. I did it. Okay. I, I, I really, I can really care less. I got this sushi right now. I'm busting down. I'm good listening. Oh, he, oh, he been able to eat for the last six minutes. Oh, so oh <laughs> that's it. He can eat, so he is happy. He can eat now. He happy okay. now. Belly. Belly, belly full oh, of liquor. And that's and why he started making a little bit more sense. He started making a little bit more sense because he could eat. So some of that gin and rum or whatever he's been drinking. Gin and rum, yeah, I call it. I call it the gin and rum. Come on, get it together. So, anyway. Oh, here she goes. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I wasn't going to talk about the interview because I, no, we're not even going to talk about that. You don't have, you know what? You can go back and listen to those archives on that show. I'm not even going to bring that over here. That is How about that? I'll, I'll do this. I'll do just that. Do that. And Ron, and as soon as you start, when you start listening to it, you go ahead and you inbox me. Inbox the office. Inbox the office when you listen to it. It's going to be that interesting? Hmm? It's going to be that interesting? You no, know, it's going to oh. be a, a talk about your more fest. We're going to get in this inbox, and you're going to go too sound on me, and you're going to make all these great, wonderful jokes, and I'm going to be annoyed. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying, Ron. Shut up. Ron. Is that what she's saying? I hate you. Well, no, I have to do that in the morning or something. Because right now, like I said, I'm busting this sushi now, and I could really care less about your more interview. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, you said that out loud. Why do you treat I'm me sorry. like this? So, I, I, I thought that was in my head. I'm sorry, I thought that was internal thought. I think he's no. having withdrawal. Do you think that, Imaj? I think he's having withdrawal. He's got, he's got a couple of few withdrawal situations that no. may be going on. He's having one major one. Okay, someone took my wallet. Did you take my wallet? He's missing. He is missing it's, the bus down. It's not even as funny That's as it used to be. It used to be more funny. Oh, no, no. It's funny. It's funny as hell. It's, still, it's funny as hell because we know when somebody takes your wallet, I bet if I ask her if she still wants that wallet, she would say she does. Mm. My God. Yeah, you hey, don't Ron. want nobody to know. Go ahead, Please talk. Say something sensible. I was going to ask you, you, did you want to hang out with us on Friday night? 
that was gonna be sensible. Right, you don't want to ask. You don't, you don't, you don't want to ask me in front of her. She made you jealous. No, I'm asking. I'm asking in front of her. Um, because we're gonna. Oh, look. Can I plug up my show? Iman. Yes. You know that I would not get jealous, right? I know that. That's what I'm about to ask. Can I um talk about what we're gonna talk about on the Friday night show so people can listen? Because we might be talking to other people too. But I I do want I do want you to have a great Friday night show. And if that would mean that Ron is on your Friday night show, bless you, my love, and I hope he shows up. With less I mean, drink. I don't know how she should take that. I don't know how she should take that. She she be throwing real, like a fast subliminals. Like it's like they be subliminals, but they're not fast enough. I guess for it to go under the radar, so I still catch him. So I'm like, well, what is she trying to say? She's trying to be slick with her mouth. Like, well, what's that about? That's that's not cute. Let me let me ask you if subliminals work if no one catches them. Do they really work? They don't. So maybe I want you to catch them. Maybe maybe that's the that's point. Right up there maybe. with the shade. That's, that's like right up there with shade. Like, do people really see the shade that you throw over them? Do they not still feel the sunlight? From exactly. The sun oh, just leaves. It used to be 90 degrees. Now it's 64 degrees. You don't realize all that shade that just came over upon you? And that's perfectly fine, and I'm okay with that. And I hope that you did catch the subliminal. And if not, I can send you a written letter so that you don't miss it. And it's definitely in writing, and you can always remember. I can do that, too. Now that we are over the show time, we're going to go ahead and say good night. I'm going to make me some toast now. How about that? I'm going to make toast, too. How about toast that? Sushi and toast. Sushi? That sounds real nasty. It sounds real like, pregnant, like I'm pregnant, stop? right? Like, like, <laughs> like, and I asked you, wasn't you pregnant? He, I mean, he, yeah, he could be. Yeah. If you're still listening to the wind down, we're going to start playing the baby shower because Ron is a baby daddy once again. Uh, so that's, wait, is that me being that's pregnant and y'all saying I got an elephant pregnant? Because that was a joke for like a year and a half. Oh, because you know that he knows. He, gestation he knows. of an elephant is 765 days. So he just wants us to talk about it again. He must miss us. No, well, I, I actually I actually regret it the moment it came out of my mouth, and I was like, damn, they're going to talk about it again. See, you was over it, son, and then you just brought it right back to their existence. Yeah, you liked it. You liked it. All right, so let's go ahead and call it a night. If anything, she would have liked it. I'm sorry. I didn't say that out loud. Let me get that taste out of my mouth. It's a girl. I'm just saying. It's likable. It's a girl, and the theme of the baby shower is going to be monkeys and the zoo. Monkeys and the zoo? Wait, but they shoot monkeys at the zoo. They shoot big monkeys at the zoo. We don't want that to be the theme. Oh, Iman, that was just a little bit messy. I'm sending you to Milwaukee with that one. Okay. (laughs) It's time to be done. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, good. All right, so have a great rest of your week. Yeah, whatever. Saying deuces from the Wind Down family. Good night, everybody. 
I'm going to take this picture and send it to you, too. One last time. Bye-bye. Yo, mama. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Say good night, Ron. Good night, Ron. Jesus Christ. Every time. Every time. Can't get shit right from Negro pins.